Hey, pretty people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Samantha Day for the first of a two-part playthrough of her game, Hard Times. Hard Times is a professional wrestling-themed hack of Alex Roberts' Starcrossed, in which two wrestlers, forced together by creative, build a feud and a storyline for the ages, and we answer the question of, is this feud one for the record books, or is it best left forgotten? Do these wrestlers have the kind of electric chemistry to drive storylines for years to come, or are they sort of destined to kind of bump into each other and never cross paths again? Are they ships crossing in the night? Or are they something truly special among them? It is a spectacular game. I loved playing it. Obviously, anytime a game is a hack of this game uh, focused on professional wrestling, I'm in. And this game is real, real good. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to love listening to it. And you can find more information about Hard Times in the show notes. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down with Samantha Day. Samantha, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Thanks for having me. So, uh, real quick at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to introduce both the game that we're playing this week as, you, as it is your own creation, as well as anything else that you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about. So, this week, we're going to be playing a game called Hard Times. It is a hack of Alex Roberts' Starcross, and it is about two professional wrestlers who have been thrown into a feud by the promotion that they're in, and they do not only want to make good matches, they want to build a legacy with this feud, and we use the Jenga Tower that you use in Starcross to be horny to represent creative... The possibility of creative, which is, you know, the writer's room of a wrestling promotion, such as it is, possibly pulling the rug out from under you before your storyline has reached completion. Horny wrestling is that good wrestling, honestly. This is, I'm very, like, I could not be more excited. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I would say that this is not an inherently horny game, except that wrestling in itself is inherently horny. Yes, that is is fair. That is a fair assessment. Um, because we're going to be playing online, we're going to be using an online tracking sheet, which is linked in the book and also on its itch page. Um, I feel that using the online tracking sheet creates, like, less stress just because you're not with the Jenga tower, but, like, it still works. It still works great. Like, I've, I've, I've seen it played online, I've played it online, like, it works really nicely in terms of you still get that feeling of like, oh, geez, like if this could go wrong at any second. And I think that's yeah. really like that's just really good. It, it, it creates that same experience, the feeling that you want from a, a star crossed or star crossed hack, which is that feeling of like looming. Oh, God, this is all about to fall apart at every step. Yeah. Yeah. They could decide to end the storyline at any time. Yep. And that's rough. I'm I'm super excited. So do you, do we want to get into it and go through all of our prep stuff, character creation, promotion creation, all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just hop right in. Let's do it. Um, so the first step in Hard Times is before we even make the characters, we have to decide what kind of promotion we are wrestling in because that's going to determine a lot about the storyline mm-hmm. and about what se- how the scenes we play out are going to play out. So. You know, the options I give in the book are, you know, is it, you know, a janky little local outfit that puts on shows in the local Elks Lodge? Or is it like a PWG or Ring of Honor that has online streaming and an amount of prestige? Or is it like New Japan or the WWE where they're big, they're bad, they're the the largest game in town? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think of Jeff? I always tend to float towards, uh, I always tend to float towards, uh, for lack of a better term, bad wrestling if I'm floating towards wrestling, but I'm open, I'm also, I'm also open to the biggest game in town. Like, it really depends on what you are, like, what, 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 what is your, what is your picture of wrestling when you picture it in your head? Like, what is the promotion that you picture? Um, uh, I feel like the middle ground. Okay, that's solid. Yeah, like, like. Somewhere between PWG and Ring of Honor. Okay, so for our listeners who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, PWG is Pro Wrestling Guerrilla out of Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And Ring of Honor is another promotion that's fairly large. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but not like not even close to WWE large. Right. You're not seeing it on TV. You're not seeing it. You're not. It's not, you know, it's not readily available. You kind of have to go look for it. But mm-hmm. you can find it like they have a Twitter presence and like social presence. It's not it's not the only way to find this show is to find a flyer on your car at one of these larger shows. Yeah, they're not doing shows out of garages. Right. I, I, I get down with that. I like the idea of like a streaming show, especially because I've been watching a lot of Beyond Wrestling out of Connecticut. No, Massachusetts. And um, I've been wa- so I've been watching a lot of that in terms of just like tiny venues like uh not much larger than the elks lodges but like tiny venues that are stacked standing room only full of like hot ass crowds Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's that for me is like the coolest energy in the world and i think that's where i would really i i I could really get in like get into that and really like chew on that yeah yeah um i i suppose that like we should come up with a name for this promotion and fortunately i happen to have one you know from the last worldwide wrestling game that i played in sure so uh we're going to call it epitome wrestling okay if you're okay with that yep. it's spelled epitome but like epitome epitome it's, it's is a good if you can't chant it it's not a good wrestling name it's so this not is a good, good wrestling. wrestling name so yes it is it is epitome wrestling love it um yeah yeah okay um so step two is just like the reason we are in this feud, um, I no matter how flimsy the justification is, we are put into this feud for a reason. And I, I list off a couple of potential reasons like you're both rising stars and it was inevitable that you should clash, clash, clash. Uh, you did this feud already in another promotion. This promotion, this one wants you to do it again. Or your tag team broke up and you despise each other now. Or you just were shoved together arbitrarily and you've got to make the best of it. You know, I I was looking through the, the suggestions, the, the dynamics in the book, and I, I feel like for this level of promotion, like an indie darling company creation feud feels like perfect because it fee that that gives a really solid heel hook as the the person from the giant company and so like mm-hmm. I, that feels like a character like playing a playing the playing the company person like the company wrestler you know what i mean the corp like the the epitome of like i went i went up to new york and got huge mm-hmm. like feels like a good like a good way to piss off like this kind of hot indie crowd so yeah, that, yeah. that feels immediately that that is immediately what I would like to float forward if you're feeling it. I dig that. I dig that. Um So yeah, this this sounds like uh we're we're both rising stars and it was inevitable that we should clash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, yeah. Um Alright. So and like what is at stake in this feud? It sounds like the respect of the audience is at stake, if I just had to say. I, I think it's the respect of the audience, and the other half of it is, like, the respect for the promotion. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if I'm picturing somebody coming from somebody who just got, like, let go from worldwide wrestling and is, like, on their sort of indie, their sort of indie, t- like, post-firing tour. They're Mox. They're on their Moxley. Yeah, they're on their Moxley tour. Have, like, showing up and be showing up, like, the it means that the people in Epitome Wrestling kind of have to, like send that wrestler packing or else it makes epitome wrestling look bad yeah yeah and i don't know which one you want to play but i'm i'm not thinking like a john moxley level wrestler but like maybe like oh my god what level of prestige am i going for my immediate thought is like an adam cole level wrestler yeah where like he was a dar an indie darling who Went to a big company is now out. Adam Cole, of course, is still in WWE, but you know I, what I mean, like I, that level of notoriety. I love that because it also adds this. Like, if we go with like an Adam Cole indie darling who like went, who like signed with a big company and then left, it adds the element that this person probably had like a farewell tour that was really like emotional and a lot of like thank you so and so chants. And now they're mm-hmm. back, and it now they're back, and it gives them an opportunity to be like, "Oh, I never cared about you. I didn't care when you said goodbye. To hell with you. I I took a paycheck, and now I'm back. I I have I'm I'm back here, and I hate it. Which I love is it. you're this venue is beneath me. This company's beneath me. Yeah. This crowd is beneath me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. So that is that's that. Um. And I also 
tell at the end of the segment. Say what excites you. Um, if you want to describe the sickest running the rope sequence in history, fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. Yeah. Wrestling is wrestling is good and great, and I feel like it is a place. It is a place to just do the the things that are that we're all about. That's what wrestling is here for. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we've got our promotion. We've got like the dynamic of our characters, just sort of in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our the st- what's at stake in our promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're gonna just jump into making characters. Unless you have anything else to say? No, I think this is perfect. I think I think I, I think I, I have a very clear picture of Epitome Wrestling. Like as a as a as a promotion, I have a very clear picture of it in terms of like who their audience is and how they're reacting to things. So I think I'm in a good spot. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that the audience is smarts, but the audience is oh, kind of smarts. They're, they're they're definitely like, I think it's like a mix of smarts and locals. Like they have like a local crowd, but like then there are the people that show up like because they've read about it on they've read about it on the dirt sheets. Or like on square r slash squared circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get the Reddit crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um. So the next step is to choose the role of the face or the heel, and each of these has a defined role. So the face gets the first turn in the scene. We'll talk about that later. The heel decides when the scene is over. The face tends to make themselves look good, and the heel tends to act to make the uh, tends to act to make the face look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look on the sheet, the the moves are identical for both characters except the last one. Uh, the the heel has a role slash pull for describing how your actions get the feud over, mm-hmm. and the face has a role for describing how their actions get them over. Mm-hmm. 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 And for the listening audience, the face is, broadly speaking, the good guy. The heel is the bad guy. There are lots of wrestlers who are neither nor and can sort of slot into whichever role is appropriate. Uh, but for simplicity's sake, I called them face and heel. Um, and I think, and I think it, you know, not to not to get too broadly into like wrestling theory, but I think a lot of the people that that a lot of the people that like you could look at and be like are somewhere in the middle. You can still probably draw that line and say like this person is they're they're a bad they're a, they're a badass face, but they're still kind of a face. So I think I think that cutting it in this in this in this way makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We should not feel hemmed in by our definition. So do yeah. you want to be the face or the heel? <sighs> I felt like, it felt like you were a little bit more into, like, the indie darling who, or the the company creation who came back to the indies. I'm kind of feeling like I, I'd like to be the heel if that's okay. Like, that yeah, feels okay. like, that yeah, feels be, like where I, where I belong here. And I'll be, you know, the epitome, epitomes, like, the local favorite who has to defend mm-hmm. epitomes, uh epitome's honor from this this returning asshole yeah Mm -hmm. so that sounds good that sounds good um let's see so once we've decided that um and we can we can skip around depending this depending on like what we immediately have answers to but first what is what are our respective gimmicks Oh, my respect. I have have an an idea immediately. Go for it, please. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. What if Ember Moon was a warlock? Sure. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yes. That's it. That is the gimmick. What if Ember... Solid. Okay, so for the listeners who don't know who Ember Moon is, Ember Moon is a wrestler... Who is basically playing her playing her own D and D character in the ring? She comes out like in a mysterious hood with like brightly colored contacts in, and she's basically like a werewolf who does sick moves. It's uh, yeah. It's kind of the ultimate nerdy power move is to go to WWE and be like, "Here's my Dungeons and Dragons character." Yeah, yes, I'm done. Yes. This is how. This is what I'm doing. This is this is this is just my entire gimmick. So yes, it's like that, but like a warlock pledged. To 
the 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 primal fear mm-hmm. of all mankind. Dope. Yeah. 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 Dope. Yeah. Um, How about I think you? That, I think I want to go kind of the opposite of that and say that like my my character um, was essentially kind of a uh, like a, a serious wrestler character, sort of a a uh, like a Drew Gulak or a, uh, I kind of yeah I kind of like the idea that that they were like a a you know serious technical wrestler came out in like the the short robe with the hood and was very like. And that was sort of why it, they, that was sort of why their career didn't fully take off was mm-hmm. that there were just a lot of there were a lot of plain trunks wrestlers kind of on that scene in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that they they kind of they went up, they were big enough to get signed and then kind of came back and are now kind of playing off of that idea that like, well, now I have a character and that now I'm a, now I'm big, like now I'm big city. Now I'm Hollywood, except that I, I don't feel fully comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so like, like So like Drew Gulak, was this like somebody who d- does a lot of submissions and holds and mat wrestling? Yeah. 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 I'm picturing my character as a high flyer. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good clash of styles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um also, uh it's it's fun to include where our characters are built from. Mm-hmm. So where's your character built from? Uh I am built from I used to be built from uh Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Now I'm built from Stamford, Connecticut. Okay. That's a mood. Yep. Um I think that my character is built from worlds beyond yeah that there's no other option really yeah 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 she came from the space between the stars to backflip onto your neck yep <laughs> okay um so next step is hold on i we can come up with names later because naming is truly the worst part of any tabletop game fair yeah, it's absolutely the worst. So once we know these characters better, I'll bring us background. We can name them. How about your character's finisher? My character's finisher is a um, it's a it's a it's a reverse DDT into a dragon sleeper. Okay. So I lock it in. I drop you on your head, and then I lock the legs around, and I, I lock you into like the dragon sleeper. So it's got that 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 impact into the submission. Oh, that's sick. Um, and mine is an avalanche Spanish fly. So I get you up on the top ropes. I'm facing I'm facing one way, you're facing the other, and like we I make us both flip. Yeah. Um, that's that's rad. That's rad. And I forget I think I land on my face and you land on your back and then I go into the pin. Yeah. 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 It's one of those moves that, like, I, it took me a long time to figure out who was getting hurt in it. Yeah, fucking A. And so, like, which I think makes it a great move, because I just watch it and I'm like, somebody just did a move onto somebody and I'm not sure exactly what happened. Yeah, Charlotte Flair did one onto Asuka at last year's Mania, and I was fully sweating. Fully sweating. So, yes, that is... That is... I don't know, my my character finisher. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. Um Okay, so cool. Alright, so next um we need to decide each other's two most admirable qualities. And hold on, I'm gonna write down on the face Avalanche Spanish fly. Cool. So again, the next question is I'm going to decide your two most admirable qualities and you're going to decide my two most admirable qualities because it's not fun if we don't respect each other on some level. Um, So I think one of your admirable qualities is that you did make it for a time Mm -hmm. and that took determination and I respect determination. So I'm just going to write down determination. Okay. I think I really respect, 
I respect your pat, like your aura. I respect the. I respect the you as a perform like in and in, in kayfabe and out of it. You convey someone that is not human. Like you have an energy, and it is it is out of ring the commitment to character and to identity and to in ring. It is just there's that indescribable quality of you are scary as shit. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I I have an endless amount of respect for just how terrifying you you can you portray yourself. Fuck yes, fuck yes. All right, th- put that in the spreadsheet. Oh, I only have um, view access. It turns out. Oh fucking a. Hold on. Anyone like uh? That's true. That's sort of like why is he not playing? All right. Uh, refresh it. You should be fine. All right. Cool. Cool. Damn. Okay. There we go. All right. Perfect. Okay. So, again, eventually put your finisher in. I'm yeah. not in rush for that. I remember what it is. Um, and I think that your other most admirable qualities is that, like, what are your, what are your character's, um, what are, what are your character's pronouns? Oh, uh, she, her. She, her. Okay. I think that, like, submissions have always been my, uh, my character's weakness. So, like, she admires just like your technical skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To make to make a submission exchange look interesting. To you know do a Zack Saber Junior. Uh, and turn people into pretzels while looking slightly disdainful yeah. is really impressive wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, technical skill. No raw technical skill. I I think I respect the fact. That you probably could have made the leap and didn't. Mm. Like you've built you've built like a a a workable career on the independence. I'm gonna write down independent spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to sell out. Yeah, and I, I respect the hell out of that because like you know, it means that especially we're at a point where that is it is no longer there's no longer the one career path. And I think I kind of see you as the the representation of that as somebody that's like, I'm going to be I'm going to be here at, you know, at Epitome or other promotions until I'm done. And I think I'm just like, fuck, I, I could have done that and didn't. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. You chose to leave. I chose to leave. I took now the live payday. With your choices. Uh, okay. All right. So the next prompt is, why do you fight? Um, and why is that important to you? So just like it's important to have clear stakes for your feud, no matter how simple they are, it's important to have clear stakes for yourself. You want to get through the storyline and make each other look good. What else? Do you want to become a household name and be on lunchboxes? Do you want to hold every belt possible in this promotion? Do you want to do some damn good wrestling and finally get over with the crowd? Decide what it is and decide why you're invested in that goal. Oh, I'm such a title hunter. Okay. Yep. I'm a title okay. hunter. I am I am I am doing the uh I'm doing the thing where now now that I'm now that I'm ex worldwide wrestling superstar, I'm like going into companies where I'm just like, hey, if you put your belt on me, like I'll work for a few months, it'll be great. And I'm I'm absolutely just like, well, screw it. I'm going I'm I'm going after accolades now because I've kind of just I've I've got a little bit of something to prove now that I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not where I kind of thought I would be. And so I'm kind of trying to lick my wounds a little bit by by being the biggest dog in the yard. Mm-hmm. And why is that important to you? Why is it important that you are the biggest dog in the yard? I think because I thought I was going to be in the big company for a very long time, even if just kind of in a, even if not, I never, I never quite said I was going to be like at the top of the game, but I always kind of, I figured once I got to that level, that that was enough and that I was just going to be there for a long time. And I kind of flared out. And now I'm kind of like, I need to prove it to myself that I am as good as I thought I as good, good enough to get back to that level one day. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. way to do that is to be as decorated as possible and be able to kind of just get my resume to where I have every title under the sun. Mm -hmm. Why'd you end up leaving Worldwide Wrestling? I think they cut me. I think they I think they signed a thousand uh, mid-level indie names. 
and they found out they only needed about a hundred of them. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like tried put me in a few different places and it never quite fit. And so they were just kind of eventually just cut me loose. I don't think it was my choice to leave. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that hurts. And I think I'm like desperate to prove that to prove that I'm not like washed up or that I'm not an also ran. Damn. Damn. All right. So you have to let in the spreadsheet while I find my Google Chrome. There it is. Um, why do I fight? That's a good question. Okay, so in kayfabe, I'm obviously fighting for my dark patron. Yep. Um. Hmm. Oh, this is a tough question. Can I phrase it to you in a different way? Do it. Why are you fighting with the why? Why do you fight with this gimmick? Like, what oh, is a, it? Ab- that's a good question. What is it about this character that is that it, that drives you to fight? Um. I feel like I've been through, like, like a sort of ricochet-type gimmick where I'm just a really fucking good high flyer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like a Kota Ibushi gimmick where I'm just a really good wrestler. And I never found that satisfying. Um, so this is, this is a way to wrestle and have it also be just be, like, really fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I fight because wrestling is really fun. Love it. You know, why do I fight? Because wrestling eh, wrestling is fun. And that is important to me because um, I did gymnastics as a child. I loved it. This is a way to do all my gymnastic shit and also tell a story. I It's so important because I want to tell cool stories. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love this. I love both of these wrestlers. I love I love all of this a lot. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty great. This is pretty great. Um, and I think that if you're okay with it, I think that like I am the one holding the Millennium Championship, which is the Damn. The, the highest belt in the promotion. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, shit. Okay, so we need like names. I am. I'm shut it down, Sharon Brown. Shut it down, Sharon Brown? Okay. I am, like, fully on fantasynamegenerators.com. Looking at wizard names. That's the right approach, honestly. Yeah, none of these are any good. Uh, warlock names for baby. Oh! Cersei. Cersei's real good. Yeah. Okay, so, oops. Okay, so yeah. Warlock. Cersei. I feel like I'm not fully satisfied with that name, but also, like, whatever. Whatever. It's better than Glinda. You know, it, it was a name you picked <sighs> ten years ago because you, you thought it was, like, 19-year-old Cersei thought it was good. It was still, you know, it's very much a Chuck Taylor-esque name of... I, I, you thought it was funny when you were 17, and now now you're older than that, and you go, well, I'm still going by this name. But we got to make it work. All right. So now if we were playing in real life, which we are not, we would set up our tower, blah, 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 blah. Um, as it is, uh, we and you would pull what is it in Starcross? Three blocks? It's three blocks. Yeah. Three blocks and put them on top. So the way this works is I'm going to roll the D20 in this sheet uh, three times. Roll again. Okay, so there's a six, an eight, and a two. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's done. That's done. Um, as for the scenes that we're going to play out, there are eight potential scenes, each prompted by a short phrase. These are in the spreadsheet. Or, like, if you were to go and get this game off itch, there would, there, you know, I made, like, nice little fancy cards. Um... So they are a backstage segment, a match, an attack, cutting a promo, heating up, career highlight, high risk, high reward, and the pay-per-view. These scenes can be played out in any order. Um, they're arranged here in like, you know, roughly, 
roughly the order that they might happen in a feud, but there's no one stock feud in pro wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. These are just, you know, ingredients that might go into one. So, so we can pick whatever scene we want to start with. Um, so once we've picked our scene, we'll decide collaboratively how it starts, and then we will start playing it out. I'll get things started by making the first move, and we will both take turns making additional moves that add details to the scene. When it feels finished, you're going to be the one as the heel who calls an end to the scene, and we'll pick the next scene from the list. Cool. Um, as for our moves, uh, we each have one, two, three, four, five, six moves, um... Two of them are just freebies. They are describe your actions and describe the audience's reactions. The ones that require a pull slash roll in our online character sheet um, are making ourselves look good and making the other character look good. And, you know, we can do those unlimited times per scene, but they come with a risk. A slightly 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 less of a risk because we're not doing this with a Jenga tower, but Mm -hmm. still a risk. Um, once per game, we, each of us gets to describe how we raise the stakes in our feud. Um, and last of all, I can describe how my actions get myself over, and you as the heel can describe how your actions get the feud itself over, uh, with the crowd. Jeff, could you please explain to the audience what over means? Of course. Because I've been using these terms without any definitions. Of course. Over means like popular with the crowd. It means it means the crowd is living on your every word. It means that you have conveyed the you you know, for the for the face, it means they are chanting your name. It means they are they are blowing up for the heel. It means they are throwing trash in the ring and threatening to stab me. it's true it's true so at the end of the game depending on how many rolls slash pulls we did um and those are represented by the little ticky boxes underneath our character sheets we will um add up our combined heat score heat is like the measure of how just like absolutely into us the audience is and that will determine the legacy of our feud if we manage to get through the entire game without our metaphorical tower falling, we are just so far beyond over. We are immortals. Mm-hmm. We are gods of the ring. And the company is going to milk this feud for all that it can. So we just like get to narrate a little ending and go, go as hard as we want. Yeah. So Perfect. any questions before we get going? Uh, no, I just got to, I, I realize I also have to pull three bricks. We'll make three rolls real quick and then we'll mm-hmm. dive in. And I do know which, um, I do know which of the three um, things that I really want to uh, go with. So I, I, which of the scenes I want to start out with, if that's all right, unless you have a strong opinion. I have no strong opinion. I'm following your lead. Okay. So wait, I click the button that says click here to roll. Okay, yeah, the, uh, it that doesn't actually work, so you're just gonna, like, go into the drop menu, oh, and then, like, hit roll again, and it'll give you got a roll. It. Yes. So just mark off the 20, and then, like, it'll give you a new number in that little box. Perfect. There you go, see? Oh, there we go, got it. Yep. And a nine. All right. All right. So I would love to start with cutting a promo. Absolutely. Because I think, I think this is a good moment for Sharon to come back. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like after a Cersei match, mm-hmm. and like you just had a big match, and I come back in and I I take your moment. Wow, rude! I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I am standing with my foot on Kid Vicious's chest, um, holding my title over my head. It's a really good looking belt. It's a really good looking oh, yeah. belt. For sure. It's an amazing belt. It's like an IWGP title belt. Um, it's one of those belt. ones that gets listed in articles of like belts that actually look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and I have the mic in my hand and I'm about to cut my promo about, you know, glory to my dark patron, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when the lights go down. 
and the commentary desk goes wild. And my move in this one is um, describe the audience reactions, which is a sudden hush. And I think um, the the music that like music starts like it's hush for a second. Music starts to play, and it was last time I was on the indies. I came out to let's say uh, let's say Mama said knock you out. Okay, that's basic. Sure. I, I mean, that's a nice way possible. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And, I, and <laughs> I, I've always kind of been a basic wrestler, and I think, but now I come out to legally distinct from that, because uh-huh. the big company made me a copyright-free version of it. Mm-hmm. So what plays is the the, the knockoff made to sound like Mama Said Knock You Out mm-hmm. that I used in Worldwide Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that plays, and I, I, you know, the lights come back, like, um, the lights come back on, or not even the lights come back on, two spotlights hit me mm-hmm. as I step out from the curtain and I'm just looking at you and I just kind of throw you a point as I start to walk towards the ring. And so I have described my actions. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I think that I look visibly outraged by this affront to my moment how dare you mm-hmm. um and i i go to the ropes and like if there are cameras filming this like the cameras zoom into my eyes like staring daggers at you i dig it and i i get in the ring i like i i i get in the ring and immediately we're forehead to forehead and yes. I, I, we, we kind of just hover there for a second, and I, I, I kind of step back a little bit, and the lights come on, and I give you the most dramatic gesture of, like, say what you were gonna say. You know, have your moment. And then I, but then I kind of give that real cocky elbows on the ropes lean against it, as I'm like, please, have your moment. I don't want to take it from you. Okay. Question. Yeah. Do we have history? <sighs> Do we have history? You know what? I think even if it's just like we worked a few matches together, like, do we have an amount of history? We probably have some history, nothing like because I don't think I was a, a heel last time I was on the indies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think we probably but like had some like good face versus face matches. So mm-hmm. the crowd is like so the the audience reaction to all of this is cheer is like kind of a a shocked sort of a shocked applause and cheer of like, oh, OK, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, I fucks with this. Yeah. 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 Um And Cersei says something to the effect of the prodigal returns. And I I grab a mic from out of the ring and I say all right, with the supernatural, you can shut it down and the crowd pops. The crowd pops a little bit, but also like now they're starting to go, oh, oh, no. I'm like, I'm not here for this. I'm here for you, for this company, and for that belt to leave them all beneath my boot. Boo. And Boo. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to say this is making myself look good. Sure. Go for it. I figured I'm, that. I'm now actively going out to, like, you know, uh, make it noted. For what it's worth, when you tick in the box, it'll give you a new number. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So that is a nine. And her response is, many have tried to take this title from around my waist. You will find all the forces of darkness arrayed against you. And I think uh, Sharon stands there for a second and says... I've stared down darker forces than you can possibly muster. And I'm still standing here. I assure you, whatever magic tricks you've got up your sleeve, it's nothing that dropping you on your head can't fix. I'll see you around, Cersei. And then steps out of the ring. Crowd is like, the crowd is, you know, into it, but they're definitely, I think... I think I walk back and I do the the super heel thing of like not 
giving anybody not like high five, no high fives, no handshakes. Maybe throw out the hands and do a quick twirl of like, yeah, I'm back. Where's my where's my hero's welcome? As I Real walk qu- to the back. Okay, so can I pitch you something? Yeah. Before, like, as you're getting out of the ring, um, like, just to start this feud out with a bang, um, when your back is turned, Cersei, like, does, like, a bow and arrow motion, and the crowd knows what this means, and just fucking does a tope con hilo mm-hmm. onto you. And I think I was completely caught off guard because, like, I hear the crowd start to, like, fire up. And that's when I kind of throw out my hands. And I think it, like, I think it's all for me. And mm-hmm. you just obliterate me. Yeah. All right. So I think that was me making myself look good fully. Yeah. Um, That's an 18. And cool. I'd say I'm, I'm also making the face look good here because I let you just cream the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So that's a Out three. of kayfabe. You knew that was coming. But oh, yeah, like, for sure. Are you selling like are you selling like your life depends on it? Oh for sure. I am I am I am face first on the, the floor. I roll through into some chairs. Yes. I like scramble to my feet, the robe is coming undone. I'm like <laughs> and I like I you know, I push some people aside as I as I flush to the back. Yeah. I am not interested in being here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that scene? I know I you call the end of the scene. I think that's I think scene. that's scene. Alright. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. All right. So, so I think the next scene is us. I think it's like the first match of this feud. Okay. Yeah. So this is, I'm going to, I'm going to X out. Yep. Cutting a promo. Eventually. Oh my goodness. Bodily functions. Strike through. Bam, I can use Google Sheets. Um, so I think I want this to be like the first match of our feud. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want my title to be on the line. Maybe like this is in the middle of Epitome Pro Wrestling's yearly tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm in it, but it is for a chance to challenge for my title. Sure, um, you're you're fighting to get the day off. Yeah, basically. Basically. Um Wait, does the sitting champion get join the New Japan Cup? I'm thinking yes. it's sort of like the yeah, New, yeah. yes, they, the champions. Yeah. Us, the champion is in the New Japan Cup, the G1. They they're in all of the tournaments, and they've never won. But I I've always just assumed that if you win, you just don't work that day. Yeah, you, you just, just go. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm thinking it's less it's less the G1 and more the New Japan Cup. Right. Um. You know, there's a big trophy at the end, and. You know, my music hits, and my music is, um, um, it's Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique, uh, March au Suplice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, March to the Gallows. Um, so it's, it's, it's classical music, but it's not, it's not heavy metal. Right. Like one would expect for a dark warlock. Um. Yeah, so it hits, she comes out wearing her title, and, oh my goodness. Sorry, my phone just did some shit. Um, you know, and I think the way that she comes into the ring is, I keep going back to, like, Ricochet as my inspiration for this character, a little Ricochet, a little Io Shirai, mm-hmm. and she just, like, bounces over the ropes into the ring, if you can picture that. Yeah. 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 Also, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of smoke. There's, you know, a hundred interns vaping furiously to make yeah. all this smoke. <laughs> they have yeah. to open. They have to open a couple windows and it, it undercuts the scene a little bit because some natural light comes in. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it still looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think my entrance is... um. Again, two spotlights, music is playing, I come out wearing the boxing robe with the hood, and I'm doing a lot of, you know, it is the most kind of obnoxiously, like, fight sports entrance possible. I've got, not a manager, but, like, I have a, an entourage 
um, I'm kind of picturing like um, in the G1 Wrestle, the G1 Supercard at WrestleMania, Kelly Klein had an entrance where she had like a whole entourage of smaller indie wrestlers who mm-hmm. were like pouring water into her mouth and stuff. And I think nice. that's just I think that's just my whole shtick is like I have a whole crew just like like and it's just the most UFC like fight sport entrance possible. So I'm I'm, I'm doing you know I'm stretching out and I'm, I've got I've got people like you know giving me giving me the water bottle and it, it I I come in with the crew and I stay I drop the the robe I hand it off and I I'm, I'm like doing the the wrist the wrist exercises. And I'm I'm full on like this is a this is a fight and I'm I'm here to fight. Damn, damn. One more detail about Cersei: she wears white contacts. Sure. Yeah. That's assumed, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. All right. So, I think we start this match off with a bang. I think it's just like a very classic heel face match where like the heel, no, the, I'm sorry, the face is performing like a whole bunch of like their moves and they pull out all the stops to begin with, but like the heel's going to get the upper hand eventually mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of me for a while. Yep. And then I'm going to come back. Wait, who's booked to win this? Um, I think I'm, I think I am booked to win this. Mm-hmm. To, to set up, like I might not, I don't, I think I'm booked to win this, but not the tournament. Mm. But I'm still going to use this as my justification for the title match. Okay, because you made such a good showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and because I pinned you, I pinned you definitively, or I, I pinned you, or made you tap out definitively. Mm-hmm. Or even, or even, what might be the better ending is if like you don't tap and you do, we do the knockout. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just we fight until we cannot anymore. Yeah. They have to. They have to stop the match. Yep. Yeah. Because I go too hard. It's too real. Because I go too hard. Yep. We both. It's, oh, it's, it's a. It is a. It is a. A double. It is a. A. A double DQ. Double DQ. Because we just. We just go too hard, too fast. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So. I think this match starts out with us jockeying for position. Like, I'm trying to show off that I sort of have a submission game. I don't really. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm I'm holding my own. But you eventually, like, you are eventually going to get supremacy in this exchange of holds. Yeah. Um. So I think that m- my, my role here is making you look good. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Yes, I. You do not let me get to the ropes, which is my natural habitat. Right. Okay. So it's a six. Um. Yeah. So. I. I get into a hold, or we are in a hold. What's, what's the hold? What's the hold? Uh, the hold is. Um, I eventually kind of catch your leg. And like I, I I catch your leg and I pull your arm back, so I'm kind of got your leg pulled up into sort of a little bit of a half crab, and then I kind of grab mm-hmm. your other arm and sort of twist it into a little bit of an arm bar, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like locking in these two holds at once, and like you try to you try to go for the rope and you just about got it, and I kind of flip you over. I do like a whole like a, a full three sixty. And, like, now you're just in the middle of the ring in the same hold. Like, I don't let go of the hold, but I lift your entire body up and throw you and, like, spin you, like, flip you fully over so that you are now that much further from the ring. And I probably transition from that into, like, into something, like, so close to, like, a camel clutch. So I grab your other arm and pull you and flip you into a few different, a few different holds to just tear your, like, your shoulders and your back apart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I'm mm-hmm. making myself look good here. It sounds like I'm, you are making yourself look good. And that is a 19. Okay. Oh, that's a 2. There we go. Hmm. And, you know, I think that, you know, after much, after much writhing, I, you know, drag myself to the ropes. Are you the kind of wrestler who, who like, holds on to the hold while oh, I'm... Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you wait out that, yeah, you're waiting out that five count. Um, 
And, and as I'm locking in the hold, I'm definitely, like, smiling to the crowd and chanting, like, Where's my chant? Where are my chants? Where's my chant? Where's my chant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly what the crowd does, and it pisses me the hell off. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, once I, once I, once I break that hold, um, I think that I book it to the other side of the ring, and, um... Just fucking soccer kick into your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little Mako Satomura. Um And then I think, like, you get up and it's like an enziguri to the face again. And I am flopping like a fish. Like mm-hmm. now that you're now that you're in control. Like now that you're you're you've got momentum. It is like every hit is a bullet train to the face. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, but I, I, I kind of grab one of your, like, you kick me once, I flop like a fish, you kick me again, I'm Ooh, dragon down. Dragon screw, dragon screw, dragon screw? Yeah, dragon screw. I think I grab yeah. you, I think I cratch your leg for the third one and dragon screw you into, like, an ankle, into, like, a little bit of a knee bar or an ankle lock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, I'm just like, is this it? Is this the best that you've got? This is mm. your hero. This is your hero. Mm. Mm. So, you know, panting, mm-hmm. panting in the middle of the ring, having been dragon screwed into oblivion. Oh, I could have phrased that better. Hmm. Wrestling, it's gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that, you know, this is a little transitional sequence to um, me kicking you out of the ring and then, you know... The, I need a name for this move, but like, I don't know, the, the bow and arrow into the tope. Um. It's called the yeah. Eldritch Blast. Thank you. The Eldritch Blast. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. All of my move names are just D&D warlock spells, aren't yep. they? Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. I gotta, I gotta Google these. List. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. This is very important. Um. Cool. Okay, I have a list. I have a list. Um, oh, my my finisher is uh, Power Word Kill. The Power Word Kill. That's a very good finisher name. There we go. There we go. All right. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yes, yes. So, I hit you with the Eldritch Blast. And then, like, this is very uncharacteristic of me. I just start curb stomping you outside the ring. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think mm-hmm. that's probably when they have to, like, they, you start curb stomping me, I, like, eventually, like, you know, um, I, I, like, you, you with, with uh, momentum, I kind of flip your arms over onto your back, and I just start, like, I, I, I start just, like, ch- you know, choking, like, I, I'm just cold, you know, try, like, I flip you over onto your back and lock you in a triangle choke, and the two of mm-hmm. us just go back and forth, just obliterate, you know, violently choking each other out until the refs have to, like, flood and pull us apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like I pull away from the refs, and this is definitely acting to make myself look good, yep. and just go up to the top turnbook and moonsault into all of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, like, my whole entourage is there, like, pulling me back, being like, you're not going to win if you... And then, you know, we all go down. Mm -hmm. I I think at that moment, I grab uh, the heel staple of the cooling spray, which somebody was spraying my knee with as they were Mm -hmm. trying to, like, calm me down. And it's just all in the face. It is just, it is, you know, uh, spraying you... And that's when the refs kind of have to call it a little bit because that's when it just turns into a full on like we are beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, brawl. this is, you know, the commentary desk is this isn't a match. It's a massacre. This isn't how these things are supposed to happen. There are rules. Oh, but Sharon Brown's shut it down. Sharon Brown has brought out the darkness in Cersei. Sharon Brown. the <laughs> Seems like she's learned a few things up north that, frankly, they don't. We don't play by those rules at Epitome. I'm afraid to see how Cersei's going to retaliate. I, I'm frankly, I don't want to see. I don't want to see how Cersei ups the game here, and we are just going 
fucking hog wild. Oh my god, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, there's, I don't know. There's drop kicks, there's, and finally, like, at, at some point, like, we just, I feel like we just, like, both go for the lariat in the middle of the ring, yep. and then we just fall down. We just lariat at each other to death. Yep, and then that's the we get the we get the double ten count. The match ends. We're date. We're both out of it. And yeah. I think that the last thing that happens before we like the before is that like we start one more brawl. Particularly because I think the thing that happens is a thing that 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 happened a lot on like w, old WCW brawls is they start throwing chairs at each other, but not folding chairs. Mm-hmm. So like the like the like standard as like n- like fully assembled chairs are just going and people are like ducking and it's you know oh my God, as we're do going we to the trash back. important question do we trash the announce table or are we saving that for later uh we might be saving that for later but i yeah, think that that's probably throw yeah. something off of the announce table we're just because yeah. i think i think it's just throwing shit at each other like water mm-hmm. bottles as or like, like I, grab, I grab like a paper, like a, a legal pad, and chuck it at you. Yeah, and we're just—it's just they're throwing, throwing whatever's around as security drags us off, which is the end of the segment. As commentary's yeah. just like, I am sorry, this was not—we we have to—we have to take a, a brief break for intermission as we try to figure out what happens in the tournament. Now we did not plan for a double disqualification. They definitely were. <laughs> for sure. They oh, did. I love wrestling. I love wrestling. I love it so much. So, for the next segment, I really want to do a high-risk, high-reward. All right. very specific idea that um, I want to do a backstage segment where I am, like, flipping tables and screaming at, like, uh, management, which is the two guys in charge of booking this promotion. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm, like, the mm -hmm. half a dozen members of Ring Crew where Mm -hmm. I'm just losing my shit. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, what what is that? What what is the content of your shit losing? I think I am screaming. I think the one thing the 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 reason that I wanted to do this and the thing that I really wanted to do is uh start flipping tables and things and screaming um I screaming she wants she wants to go to hell? She wants to go to hell? I'll take her ass to hell. That's fine. We can I'll 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 walk right into hell and drag her dead body out, drag her dead body out through the gates. If she wants if she wants to go, go all spooky lights and sounds, we can go spooky lights and sounds. But right now she's in a fight and she needs to know that I don't step down. I will shut it down. And it's just me screaming this at people as people are trying to like calm me down. I'm pushing aside ring crew members and just ranting about how I want to drag you through the gates of hell. Which I think is going to be me describing how I'm raising the stakes. Okay. All right. So, like, are we just literally going to hell? I think we might literally be going to hell. Okay. All right. And... So, wait, this is this scene is high risk, high reward, right? Yeah. Okay. So what is, I think this is, like, this is not someone, this is a scene, but it's, like, a series of YouTube videos. Okay. So, so like, what does Cersei's response to this look like? Um, okay, so because this is an imaginary promotion and we can do whatever the fuck right. we want, um, I think that this video is, like, Cersei alone in the darkness, um, uh, surrounded by, like, a single circle of candles, uh, very much like... Announcer Black promo, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, with more darkness. Yeah. Um, and she is beseeching her patron. What have I done to offend you? Why have you sent this mere mortal to plague me? Have I not been devoted enough in my service? Have I not been virtuous? Have I not brought fear and despair into this world to glorify you? And then, like, the video ends with her staring out into the darkness and nothing answers. Dope. Ah, that feels like it's making you look real good. Yeah, just because, like, this is this is me, like, fully on my bullshit. Yeah. Being... You know, the dramatic face character that people love to cheer for, even as she's, you know, striking fear into their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's an eight. Cool. And I think the, uh, 
I think. Do we think that's the end of the scene or does it go further? I feel like we should like each have one more YouTube video. Okay, each. that's what I think. That's what I was, I was. So I think this is. I think it literally. Um, I think this is a scene. It's like half of a travelogue video. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it's just a vlog of me like going through like cities, and mm-hmm. it. But like halfway through, I like turn down an alleyway and I end up in you know, just straight up like like evil magic shop. Just some, like, peak, you know, peak nonsense. And I'm, like, walking through this store and I'm like, this is, this is, this is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take. And I, I, like, I, I, I buy some things and then it cuts to later that day. I've, like, I'm in what is clearly a bathroom and I've set up a bunch of these things. (laughs) And I, like, light some candles and suddenly the lights turn out and you're in the reflection behind me and I just knock a bunch of things over. The video shorts out and you look like the most terrifying human being or human being adjacent creature on the planet. This sounds like you making me look good. Look, and you look real good. Hell it's yeah. a 19. Yeah, it's just me being like, I, I can handle this. I can. Ah, and then yeah. that's when it like just hard cuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, so the next YouTube video, get this. All right, so it, I've dragged you into my dark dimension. Yes, good. So it's you and me, and it starts out with you like, hello, big O, hello, hello, hello. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Cersei? 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 Um, and, um... It's, again, we have a massive budget for this because it's all imaginary and just, like, just my hand shoots out. And, you know, maybe I have, like, distinctive clawed gloves. Just my hand shoots out and grabs your neck. Um, You've got, like, those Alexa Bliss skeleton gloves? Oh, no, no, no. No, much more. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, like, actual dragon claws, like, segmented on the outside. Cool as hell. um, That come to a point. Yep. Because, again, unlimited budget. Um, and like eventually the rest of me materializes and I say, you think you can toy with the forces of darkness? What do you say to that? (laughs) I just throw an elbow. Um. I throw an elbow and it like you disappear and then like appear behind me and I like you've got me in a sleeper and like we just start like start to brawl. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I like, I'm just, every time I start to get one over, you're just gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's clear that I'm not, it's clear that I'm just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but you, mm-hmm. you have, you, I am still extremely out of my element. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the end, you know, I, oh my God, am I just like floating and mm-hmm. there's like a wind machine, and I've got these. I've got my robe and my wizard hat, and you know it's billowing around me. And I say, "Spend some time in my world, know your place," and then I vanish, leaving you trapped in my dimension. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! yeah. So this next shit comes back. This next, I feel like whatever the next scene, it's you know, you know, after you've dragged yourself out of hell. Out of the hell I've put you in. And that's it for now. We'll check in again next episode to see how the rest of this epic feud plays out. Thank you so much to Samantha for coming on to the show. This game is so much fun. I am loving it, and I really think that you're going to love listening to it. Uh, the second half of it is even better. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Be sure to check the show notes and pick up your copy of Hard Times. And be sure to follow Samantha on Twitter at Passerines. That's P-A-S-S-E-R-I-N-E-S. Then follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes pod chaser. Review us. Give us a nice five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to a friend. Give us a shout-out on social media. Any little thing to help new listeners find the show, which helps us grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. All of those things are greatly appreciated. You can also join our Discord community at bit.oi slash partyofonepodcast and talk about the show with us. I love hearing people react to the show. I love seeing people's live reactions to episodes. It makes me very happy. 
And that's another way that you can palpably show and also grow the party of one community and meet some cool new people who also love two-player role-playing games. And the last thing that you can do is support me financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, which supports not only the podcast that I create, but the games I design, community support stuff, all that good stuff. Actually, there is one other thing you can do. You can listen to the other podcast that I produce, All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, I sit down with my best friend, Eric Catano Saez. We spin up an original character based on a listener prompt, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press inquiries, or a guest appearance on the show, you can email us at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.